0: Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from the lands of the Gadigal people. This is ABC News Daily. Looting, trashing of properties, ramming of cars. A town where the crime is so severe, police have had to close down the centre of the city on a number of occasions. It's the sort of civil unrest you might think you'd only see in other countries, but it's happening right here in Australia. Today, investigative reporter Jane Barden on the crime wave sweeping the Northern Territory, why it's happening and what's been done to stop it.
1: Hello, I'm Jane Barton, and I've worked as a journalist in the Darwin ABC for 14 years now. Yeah, you've been there for, for a while doing some really
0: good reporting. Now, we're looking at a particular story, though, that you've been focusing on and to get a sense of what you've been doing. We need to go back a few
1: weeks to the start of November. Tell me, Jane, what was happening then? Well, it was really an extraordinary situation in the CBD of Alice Springs because for the first time ever, the police warned the public not to go into the CBD because it was too dangerous. Police issued an alert on Facebook warning Alice Springs residents to avoid the what CBD.
0: is these completely high-risk and unacceptable behaviours Uh, from these young criminals
1: And this is basically because there were three cars stolen from different premises around the town including the ABC and young people who'd stolen those cars are alleged to have been trying to ram police cars head on in the town There was lots of footage of this going round the internet taken both by people in the street bystanders and also apparently from some of the young people as, as well This has happened actually twice since the 8th of November that police have had to close down the Alice Springs CBD. And in response, the police have now brought 40 extra officers to Alice, which is a big thing in a territory where the uh, police forces stretch already. And we've also seen on that first night particularly exactly what the problem is here because police arrested five young people. Police! Stop! Stop! But two of those young people were 13, Two were 12 and one was 11. And so three of those young people just had to be let go home.
0: Mm, Pretty extraordinary that police had to shut down the centre of a city. It sounds pretty scary, actually, and it all played out on social media as well, didn't it? Just tell me what was happening in that space.
1: Well, the police have really said that these young people seem to be trying to find an audience for themselves, so they're specifically wanting to drive around the centre of Alice Springs, and this is being filmed for both TikTok and Facebook, and the, the police believe really that this is helping to fuel this trend.
0: It's become a bit of a game. It's an incredibly dangerous game. And it's one that we can't tolerate as a community. As a result, unfortunately. But
1: what's really happening in towns like Alice across the Territory is that it's not just cars being stolen, but businesses and homes are being broken into by young people, not just to steal things like money, valuables, food as it used to be, but businesses and um, organisations are being absolutely trashed. Five minutes. I'm just doing a quick interview. Okay. okay. And I spoke to Eloise Page. She's the yeah. CEO yeah, of please. the Office of the Alice Springs Drug and Alcohol Service. And that's a service actually trying to help the community. And their place was absolutely trashed in November. Mm. Uh, and they know it was young people because uh, they were all filmed on CCTV, totally what trashing the office. To, uh, your premises and, and when was that? Uh, on Sunday evening around 10 o'clock, uh, a large number of young people um, climbed over the back fence and broke into our head office building and broke all of the internal doors, tipped out all of our belongings, went through our drawers. Um, Still five vehicles, a trailer and damage attempt to break into another two vehicles by shoving the wrong keys into the doors and the ignitions.
0: And it's not just a problem, Jane, in Alice Springs. It's across the whole territory, is it?
1: Yes, police statistics are showing that really things like um, break-ins, assaults, domestic violence, theft have really tripled in Alice Springs. And in Darwin, business break-ins are up 76%. House break-ins are up 39%. So we did see a bit of a a dip down in crime during the um, the pandemic peaks, partly because there were big lockdowns in remote communities and people found it much more difficult to move around. But now business owners across the Territory are really furious and they're calling in the Territory government to do more about this.
0: Those figures are staggering, the increase in the amount of crime. Jane, I want to talk to you about the government response to all of this in a moment. But first, let's have a look at who these kids are. And why they're committing these crimes?
1: Well, particularly if you go out in Alice Springs and you're out after midnight, you'll find dozens of really young kids, teenagers, hanging around, just sitting around the parks, wandering around the streets... And so we've spoken to a few of these kids, and we can't use their real names. But some of these kids have been the ones out joyriding in stolen cars, or they've had their friends, or even what they describe as their very young siblings doing the same. I've been in one, but it's really bad. They did crash into a um, riverside. I really hate it too. And all of these kids have really said a similar thing, that the reason they're out on the streets so late, there's really nothing to keep them at home. Because at home you've got nothing to do and there's not really family to look after.
0: You know, families
1: be busy on Krog and, you know, there's no one else to look after. They are worried about what's happening at home. They're sad because they're not at home because parents are drinking or they say their parents Mm -hmm. don't really care what happens to them, actually, some of these kids are saying. Mm. And so one of the kids uh, who really stood out was a young boy we'll call Jordan, who's 13, Mm -hmm. and we went to um, the youth drop-in centre in Alice Springs and he was talking to one of the youth workers there, Isaiah Anderson. And in town, would you guys just like to walk around or just like to do stuff? walk around and, and they like to the smash
0: the windows everything. So why do they like smash windows? I don't know, they just want to spoil the town. Tell us about the um that Ford wagon. I don't know. What happened? <laughs> them, 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 them little kids, they would pick me up and I would never start driving it now. Is that a good thing, getting picked up with them? No. Nah. Do you see good friends and bad friends? Bad, bad friends, you know? Bad friends. Tell us about the bad friends, what they do. They steal car, and and they steal work, and they steal everything. Everything. And money. It's really antisocial behaviour, isn't it, Jane? I mean, what else is going on to cause this?
1: Well, when you talk to both uh, service providers, community leaders, and the young people themselves, you realise that there's really a multitude of factors behind these young people going out. And one of the people who has a really good perspective on this is Rosanna DeSantis. She's a former veteran NT police sergeant and she's worked all around the territory, particularly as one of the managers of the police youth diversion units. I would hold my hand on my heart and say that every child that I had to cross paths with in the juvenile diversion process, every one of them had disadvantage, whether it be substance abuse in the home or One parent or sometimes no parent and couch surfing and you know just all sorts of different things to have to deal with and pretty sad if it's a young person having to deal with that and no support Mm, sounds like
0: a really complicated situation a very complicated root cause behind all of this jane so let's have a look at how the government's responding to this massive peak in in crime?
1: Well, it's really a massive political issue in the Territory. The government is under massive pressure. On one hand, it's got all of the searing recommendations of the 2017 Royal Commission into uh, abuse of young detainees in Dondale and Al Springs detention centres, how inappropriate those facilities are for those young people. And so the government um, has been trying to say, including the Chief Minister Natasha Files, that the Royal Commission showed that the tough-on-crime approach really doesn't work Mm. and incarceration just keeps young people caught in the web of the justice system where they have a clear path into the adult prison.
0: So what exactly is the government doing?
1: Well, the government has certainly um, gone down one very controversial line. The NT Territory Families Minister Kate Warden announced just last month that a new policy will be put into place where children who are found to be loitering around the streets out after midnight are repeatedly brought home by the police that they can be picked up by police and brought to a facility to be assessed about whether they need to be brought into the child protection system. And she's actually used the terms, this is an inter- intervention, an extremely controversial word, as well as this is a circuit breaker.
0: They'll be assessed by Territory families whether they're at risk or not, and that might mean that they'll be then placed with a service provider overnight, and then Territory families will intervene and work to see what's happening. That term intervention, why is that so? controversial. What are people saying about that?
1: That has a massive hangover uh, in the territory community from the federal intervention into Indigenous communities here. And it's loaded really with connotations of losing control of your communities, but also it's bound up with fears in the Indigenous communities because there's again a big trend of young Indigenous people being taken into care. The government's Pushing ahead with the policy now and it's picked already a social enterprise business to run that centre where the kids will be taken at night and it's run by businesswoman Karen Shelton. Karen she also runs the youth bail accommodation in Darwin and Alice Springs and she says really the key that she's seen to helping troubled young people turn their lives around is really being able to pick people up again and again and just try and instil in people a sense of worth and be willing to let people uh, have a go, fall down again and be picked up again and again to try and um, get through to them that there's more that they can expect from life.
0: Mm. Um, We know that so many people have been so um, pulled down by the many, many um, challenges that, that they have faced in our world that um, they've virtually given up. And they've lost that inner resourcefulness, that sense of culture, and that absolute strength that has made First Australians so admired throughout the world. Um, Our job for those people is to help them rebuild their sense of self and their own sense of resilience, and then help them with the practical things that can help them um, make the changes that they want to make in their life. Jane, you've been living in the Northern Territory for a long time and you've seen firsthand this spike in youth crime. Do you think it can be turned around?
1: My sense is really that... If we are going to start to get on top of this, there's going to have to be a lot more investment in programmes that are actually getting Indigenous leaders to engage with young people on the ground with intensive support programmes, intensive family programmes, where they can come back again and again and again until uh, there starts to be really an impact on their whole psyche. There needs to be lots more support programmes just for families where these young troubled kids are coming from.
0: Jane Barden is an investigative reporter based in Darwin. The Northern Territory Government has increased funding for youth diversion programs by $9 million a year. It said in a statement from January to November this year, 591 young people took part in the programs, with evidence showing that 60% of youth will not go on to re-offend. This episode was produced by Flint Duxfield and Chris Dengate, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer this week is Sydney Peed. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening.